0: No, we're home. well. We're recording, but we're in the pre-show right now. Oh, Mariah's we're here. Like,
1: we're like, we're gonna start <laughs> we're, like. In a, we're, we're screwing. Around. Around. Mariah's super excited. We're, we're screwing.
0: Around. Around. He just did a. <laughs> did you go to yoga? Oh, not just yoga. Goat Orange yoga. Orange Vikram Vikram yoga. Oh, goat yoga. It? The baby goats crawl on your back. Oh my gosh! I've
1: <laughs> heard, heard of that. Really good. <laughs> it feels
0: okay. I've heard. I've heard. They really say they heard of about that. It, weirdly, yes. yeah. they can't. Yeah. you can't hear them, so I have to translate for them. It's really funny. Do oh they, my gosh! <laughs> do they like bah while they're on your back? Oh, ah. right. Do they bleed ah. when they're on your the back? Ah.
1: Sometimes they jump off.
0: Sometimes they jump off. She says. Oh, you can hear her. I don't know why I'm relaying that back to you guys. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> did any of like chew did on hair lady. or something? Did they chew on your hair? Yeah. Oh, she just said they. Oh did. my God! So I, I called did. it. <laughs> a water
2: bottle, my shirt. oh They'll, they'll chew on it. Me. Looks like you had a blast, <laughs> though. That's great. Can you close That's
0: the
1: door? That's awesome. Oh yeah. Are you going to be that one? Okay, love you. Love you too. Goat yoga. Wow. Goat yoga. Hola, compadres! Welcome to episode 39 of Dads Talking Dads. This is a podcast about your favorite baseball team and the best damn team in the major leagues, the San Diego Padres. My name is Johnny and I am joined by my fellow compadres, Joel and Tony. Joel, how's it going?
0: It's going pretty well. I am... uh... Getting very close to my birthday. My birthday's tomorrow, um, so I'm kind of going through that. It's also a big milestone birthday, but I'm turning 30, so I'm, do- I'm doing that thing in my head where I'm like, oh, this is the last Saturday of my 20s. Cool. Oh. But no, it's- so far it's been pretty good, last days of my 20s. Thursday I went and played a little golf after work, played nine holes, um, had a good time. Didn't, get- didn't swing too hard, which was good, so I hit some good shots, and then... Uh, yeah, yesterday my, uh, my wife and the kids came and visited me and we went out and got some ramen for lunch, so it was, it's been pretty good last week in my 20s, feeling good. How are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, Tony, how's it going?
2: It's going well. Um, I too am an August birthday baby, but I do not like celebrating my birthday, so I'm not about to broadcast it into the mass listenership we have, but my birthday was recent and it was good. Uh, things have been good. Uh, summer has not been as hot as I feared. I do not like it when it's hot, but I you don't know. It's been pretty good. It's been a few weeks since we recorded. Uh, well, there, there are a couple. There are a couple low things. We'll get to those. But overall, doing pretty well. Johnny, lately, good, good.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh,
2: outside of your jury duty story, uh, yeah, <laughs> which oh actually my gosh. kind of
1: turned out well. It was not bad. So I was selected for jury duty for the first time. Um, I think I was selected once back when I lived in San Diego, but it was like the month before I moved to Phoenix, and I was like, sorry guys, you didn't, I, it was like after I was going to be in Phoenix, so um, my first time actually going to Jury Duty, and uh, there were four cases scheduled, and got there at 7.45 when they tell you to to check in, um, and then we waited, and then we waited, and you're basically spe- expected to be there from about 8 to 5, and long story short, all of the cases ended up getting i don't know if they got postponed or if everyone just took pleas or whatever but um we ended up just sitting in the jury assembly room watching movies until 3 p.m so that was it. we did nothing no one was called in for anything no one was even asked we didn't even get to the questions where they're like are you sure you're not an uber racist and you're like no i'm not (laughs) um we didn't even get to there so although i will say the movie selection it was like we started off like decently and i'm like okay this is this might be pretty entertaining um we started off with avengers age of ultron which i had not seen i've only seen the first one and yeah as far as the avengers movies that's the only one i've seen so now i've seen the that was the that was the second one right and like (laughs) endgame is after that okay yeah yeah infinity war was after that oh jesus Mm -hmm. christ there's so many anyway um (laughs) but so we watched that and i'm like all right good start then it was The Great and Powerful Oz, which I was like, uh, decent. Um, then it was Indiana Jones. I walk in from lunch, Indiana Jones is playing. I'm excited, and I'm like, I don't remember this one. This looks different. <laughs> it's because it's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the one with mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf, and I was like, ooh. I tried to Oof. give it a chance. Yeah, I, I, tr- I gave it a chance. I was like, maybe everyone's just hating on Shia unnecessarily. No, it's bad. No. Not even really yeah. because of him. It's just a bad movie. Um, and then after that, it was Night at the Museum, two. So because everything was almost. Of course, we've all seen the first one. Almost there, yeah. I was like, oh, the that first one was classic. Day, that's, that's pretty funny, but no, it was the second one where, it's... yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that was my that was my jury duty day. Uh, it ended up being pretty chill. Um, I was a little sad I wasn't selected for a for a trial though. Yeah, We did get to hear one story, um, I guess some girl ended up being in contempt of court, it, they were very serious about not posting about it on social media, because apparently someone did, and yeah. they ended up, some case got mm. thrown out, some like important case on a mistrial, and they're like, don't do that, so, didn't even get the chance to not do that, which was depressing.
2: Meanwhile, you're like, why are there UFOs in Indiana Jones? <laughs> yes! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Lord. that's cool, but shut up, I'm
1: trying to figure out why there's a spaceship in here. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Uh, equally interesting are... Uh, what?
0: Oh, Sorry. this little, this little dangle?
1: Just... Yeah. I had to... Just, uh just hanging out. I don't know where my earbuds have gone. I assume children have <laughs> taken them. So I took one of theirs, one of their pairs of headphones, but one of the ears is just... It's, it's just dangling here, hanging by like a tendon, basically. It is truly not only hanging behind your ear, but it is inside out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's totally. I'm trying to, like, push it next to the back of my head because I'm like, I don't want the audio from my headphones to leak into the microphone, yeah. even though they'll probably just hear the same thing. It'll just be the same thing that, that you know. You're, but you're anyway, probably okay. Joel and I just get to laugh at you for it's the probably, next Yeah, it's fine. And, and I'm a head bobber, so it's like, oh, yeah, this thing is going to, I mean, <laughs> that's just going to smack me right in the eyes. It's going to be great. Uh so I wanted to try something new um, that I'm gonna do my best to keep going moving forward in the episodes. Um, adding a little a little something new, um, something fun. Uh, so like one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, Sesame Street, they would be sponsored or you know, they present a, a letter or a number or something you know about about the episode. I'm gonna shamelessly rip that off. Um, As all podcasts do, all the absolutely, good ones. absolutely. Um, it's 2019. And, uh, Everything's a
0: ripoff of something else.
1: That's true. <laughs> yes. We are now at that point. We're going to start ripping off, ripping off. Uh, so this episode is sponsored by the number three. Um, and would either of you guys feel free to take a crack at what you think that number uh, represents?
0: Mm. Other than, of course, the Holy Trinity, El Dios. That's how many strikes you need to get out. <laughs> Technically true. <laughs> also, how many outs you need to end an inning? Well, a half Ooh. of an inning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think. I'm gonna guess. Maybe those weren't your uh, intended, <laughs> your intended meanings.
1: That's fair. yeah. Not the intended ones. Mm. I'm gonna go with
2: hopefully how many days left Andy Green is
1: managing this team <laughs> <laughs> no unfortunately this hmm. is just me is it? <laughs> was Khalil Green number 3 he was number 3 but oh. um but but that that's another technically true <laughs> damn i thought i
0: had you that time technically
1: i like it though um that is the number of hits that Mel Reyes has in 31 at-bats with the Cleveland oh, Indians. You monster, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I well, did you to stab you. Get me off <laughs> this pod. That is... But it, I thought this was going to be fun. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a true anime betrayal right there. I feel stabbed. Good God.
1: Well, I just remember, you know... We're gonna be talking about the trades in a little bit. And coincidentally, I thought of this last night and then you happened to bring up Fran Mill, like right before we started recording. So it was fresh. I did it in a positive it fresh in way. The- <laughs> <laughs> I and we did we did talk about, I mean, you know, that that move is is um yeah, it's, it's not fun that he's gone, and we'll get into that in a minute. But but yeah, if just in case you weren't aware, he's, he's been scuffling, unfortunately, with the Indians. Obviously, we want him to do well, but um, but but he's been having a hard time um, since he was traded. Uh, that happened, was that the day of the trade? That was like the day right before, right? That was the 30th, day I before. think, he was traded. Yeah, Um, was the 30th. Yeah, so you've all probably heard um, by this point, um, he was traded for Taylor Trammell, um, who is currently in Double A.
0: Um, and I just, way, I just put a little not to interrupt but he needs to pronounce his name correctly that's Trammell I, I, I can't yeah. read it as anything but Trammell
1: oh it's Trammell um, gosh. Yeah. I, I just realized now I, and I was thinking about it, it This there was it was a really early episode I don't remember which one it was but Joel you and I were talking about how there's so many sons of baseball players in the minor leagues and I think I cited him as the son of Alan Trammell because I was just like going through <laughs> names and I'm like oh Trammel, boom Alan Trammell skid Definitely not Alan Trammell's kid, so that was uh, that was a mistake. I think it was like one of the first times I had seen his name. I'm going to just totally back myself out of this one and give myself all the excuses, but yeah, totally fucked that one. Up. <laughs> but he should. He should go by Trammel. I agree. I
2: mean, people have been abbreviating him as TT online, and I just can't do it, because it reminds me of Tom Telesco, and the. I I, I can't do it, so it's got to be like, like Tay Tay or Tram Tram or... T tram or something, yeah. but it it can't be TT. It, that's not happening. Yeah. So we, we will come up with a nickname for Trammell better than the one we've already given him, which is just mispronouncing his
1: name. <laughs> Let's call him the Monorail because it's like a tram. Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: Except that's in that's at Disneyland in Los Angeles, or not mm. des- technically LA, but you know. Yeah, okay. it counts. Okay. So yeah, that's fair. That's
2: what's fair. the what's the What's the train that goes on the coast? Be- oh. Beach? Cruiser? Beach line, The coaster. The coaster.
1: coaster. There, there, there we is. go. We'll, we'll workshop it. We, we <laughs> got time. He's not coming up for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I had it on here on the show notes just um, to give Tony, give you some space to let your feelings out about this trade. Um, it's been a couple, it's been a little while, so I feel like there's been... You know a little bit of healing time maybe but but um how are you feeling 10 days 11 days post uh feeling
2: better i did not take that trade well and it did not help that i was half drunk in a bar when i received the news someone texted it to me and i did not respond well uh and did not like it for a couple days and i mean like any trade the jury's still out the Uh, I I think with trades, I'm kind of of the mind that you have to judge it at the time of the trade. It seems totally unfair to, in a year, go back and be like, oh my god, how could they have done that? It's just, well, you have to operate with the knowledge you have at the time. So operating with the knowledge we have at the time, it's okay with me. Uh, I totally get that Reyes is the one traded over Renfro, uh, just because uh, already we had seen this year Reyes sitting out a couple games with just, oh, banged up, and you're like, well, what does that mean? And then you think, oh, it's because he's nearly 300 pounds and his knees are, like, not supposed to do that. I get it. (laughs) They're not supposed to run. He's supposed to swing and then trot around the bases and sit on the bench. And that's kind of what his body is made for. So, in that way, I get it. Uh, It was also really weird that he seemed to be really cursed with runners on. Like, he could never... He had something like 26 homers and, like, 40 RBI. And you're like, what the... F- how? <laughs> it's like he's allergic to hitting a bomb when people are on base. So that was kind of weird. Uh, I I get the trade. He's uh, younger than Renfro, which is a plus not only for us, but for other teams who wish to obtain him. They're getting a uh, long, controlled, cheap, uh, powerful hitter. Uh, going to the AL with the Indians, it makes all the sense in the world that he could be a productive DH Uh him slumping with the Indians thus far, I think it is totally reasonable to chalk that up to being so young, going to not only a new team, but a new league, having to adapt to all your new teammates, and I mean, he's kind of the centerpiece of that deal in a way, because Puig is really a rental, and Reyes is like, the, oh, you are you are being brought into our team as a piece to build on in the future, and I can totally see how that would put pressure on a player so I think he will bounce back it will be interesting to see how he thrives in a true DH role if he uh, kind of just keeps hitting uh, homer or nothing really or if he kind of adapts to being more of a doubles through the gap hitter I think it's more likely that he just keeps hitting home runs his, his exit velocity and his hard hit rate are just way too high to I think kind of point to anything else uh, I don't know too much about Coaster
0: <laughs> TayTay You
2: gotta workshop them live You gotta see which one sticks I know that he's kind of having a down year this year And that uh, people kind of point to his numbers this year It's a little unfair Because he is in the middle of a slump And that All beat writers And people who follow the Reds Extensively think it is nothing to really be worried about Uh, He's speedy He's a left-handed bat Which is definitely needed on this team Uh, He seems pretty mature for his age Um it seems to play with kind of a an edge in a way where he takes it very seriously. He uh, works hard and blah, blah, blah. Plays the game right. All that bullshit that we'll talk about, but I don't think it really matters. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited. I'm glad. Uh, obviously, welcome him as a padre, as I will with anyone that gets traded here. He's one of us now. Um, it's just a little interesting that he starts to... He comes over at the same time that Manmargo seems to really kind of be cementing himself as the player we wanted him to be, so if Margot continues on that route, it's kind of confusing to me what they do with Tay-Tay are they going to move him into left field? I I, I don't know and yes. it just kind of seems like we got rid of a outfielder and it's like, oh, we solved the jam, and it's like oh, we got another one <laughs> so we're still jammed <laughs> and then what, what happens with Naylor who has been kind of playing well, it just it eliminates a couple questions and brings a couple more. So, I will say I am positive about the trade. I, I get it. Oh, I mean, we kind of just have not even mentioned Logan Allen, who also left. feel kind of bad about that. Oh, but, yeah, shit, I
1: forgot to include uh, Logan
2: Allen in that. It, he did not really impress with his time in the majors this year. He obviously had really good numbers in the minors, extending through last year, but I mean, he did not look sharp this year. His fast... Uh, his fastball was just so flat it had no movement and it was just uh, right down the middle at 93 you can't can't do that people capitalize and didn't matter if he was a starter or an opener or he kind of did a little bit out of the bullpen he just did not look sharp so i don't really feel too gutted about him leaving especially with all the arms we have in the minors some of which we'll talk about later there's the tease (laughs) um feeling feeling good about the trade i I definitely have had time to heal, so that's why I'm so positive about it now. But uh, it sucks losing Reyes. Outside of just a uh, player, he was super fun to watch. He gave the team a lot of like personality, which I think we still have a lot of due to other exciting players. But he was by far the biggest personality. I don't think anybody can dispute that.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, I, 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 it's hard for us as a fan base to not be upset about a trade like that right because uh you hear about it it, i don't know if it came out this way but i think it did it came out in pieces right so it's uh indians trading Mm -hmm. uh trevor Bauer in a three-team trade involving the reds and the padres Mm -hmm. and so we all jumped to like oh it's happening we're getting trevor Bauer! holy crap and then and then it comes out that um you know the details of the trades follow through and and, uh, we we find that you know the reds are getting um or I'm sorry, the Indians are just getting a boatload of players. They get, what, five, six players in the deal on their end? I think it was six at the end re- of it it because we a- also sent over uh,
2: uh, A-ball third baseman or something. That's so, right, yeah,
0: Nova. Uh, yeah. Victor Nova, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, there's this just, just ridiculous haul on the surface, right, of players that the Indians get, and then the Reds get Bauer, the crown jewel of the trade, um, at least at the Major League level, and then we're stuck with Somebody who has proven himself as capable in the major leagues is on pace for 30-plus, easily homers, uh, maybe not so easily after the 3-for-31 slump. But um, th- at the time, he was just at a blistering pace in terms of home runs. And so we give that up for, uh, and this was what I heard at you know, local sports radio over and over again, another prospect, right? So uh, at, at first blush, it's definitely an understandable reaction to be upset, and I think all three of us were at the time. Um, oh yeah. But I kind of relied on. I've got a couple of uh, friends, coworkers that are fans of teams that aren't the Padres, which I don't know mm. why they're still my friends. But <laughs> <laughs> no. For example, you know, there's a guy I work with. He's a uh, he's a huge Giants fan, and I was talking to him about the move, and his his opinion was, yeah, man, Tramel is he's a solid, really good prospect. You know, he's top thirty in the majors. He is the Reds' absolute number one prospect at the time uh, this trade goes down, uh, and he's i mean i guess another outfielder is a bit of a downside but aside from him having a weaker arm he has solid positive ratings in in basically any of the other tool categories right so uh i'm looking at the fangrass prospect ratings here and he's projecting as a 55 future value that would be the same future value as one luis urias who we've all been super excited about um in spite of some of his recent struggles so uh, it kind of puts it into perspective at, with more time, as Tony was saying. Um, it, it's it still stings a little bit in my, in my mind that the the Indians are making out with six players on the end of this deal, and the Reds and the, the Padres end up with just one. It just makes us feel like chumps. I don't know, and maybe it's kind of like a little man complex that we have as Padres fans when that stuff happens too, which exacerbates mm-hmm. things. but yeah. all in all, I think Tremel is it, it's obviously it remains to be seen, but uh, I, I'm I'm a lot more excited about him than I was when the trade went down. Um, I've got uh, I think left field is a great place for him to end up. Um, so if we can turn outfield into a the outfield into a, a a defensive strength rather than just a liability that we hope to work around with the bats, then that's that's a positive. You know that's a long term gain. So um, I'm I'm pretty happy with the trade in the end. Obviously it. it what do they say? If, if uh, all sides of the deal come away a little bit upset, then it was probably a good compromise. Uh, I don't think yeah. that's exactly what happened here, because I, I think the Indians are laughing all the way to the bank. But um, the Reds and the Padres, they, they got something good out of the deal, but you know eh, they're still a little unhappy. right? We're, we're still unhappy about losing Reyes. We're still unhappy about only getting a prospect, another prospect. And then um, the Reds gave up quite a few players as well. So, um, yeah, uh, it sounds like it was a pretty solid trade in a vacuum, right? And then our Padres fan goggles, Homer goggles kind of cloud things a little bit and made us a little more upset, but yeah. (laughs) What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. If
1: if it had been, like, Renfro and Logan Allen in this three-team trade, I think we'd just be like, awesome, we got Taylor Trammell! Um, But I think because, and, like, stats-wise, you know, Fran Mill and, and Renfro were, were pretty similar, um, but I think it's the personality and the way that he took to the city and the city took to him. Like, I think that's the biggest frustration with the trade. Um, I do like Tramel as a prospect. I think now he's like our number three or four prospect, um, so he's pretty high up there, which is which is good. Uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, I do, I do think it was definitely a, like it's been a down year for him so far. And honestly, he's He's also had a hard time since arriving in uh, in Amarillo. Am- I'm gonna just say Amarilla. Amarillo because that's the. W- I'm just gonna say it the Mexican way. Cause I'm Mexican. And that's <laughs> I was gonna I go say uh, Yosemite it. Sam. <laughs> Amarillo. No, oh, oh wait a minute. Um, but yeah, so far in uh, only nine games, 35 at bats. So stupid small sample size again. But um, he's hitting 171 with a two fifty six on base. Um so you know I he's probably still getting adjusted um does have a couple steals in in only 9 games which is which is nice but uh, yeah it, if this ends up being a prospect that doesn't pan out it's going to hurt like that much more I think um you know just just because it was it was Fran Mill. but I yeah that's I mean I, I we had talked about it a little bit on the last pod like I thought he was unfortunately the most likely to go just because they are looking for that left-handed hitting and like you were saying tony like the fielding it's just it's it's not gonna be good for him or for us like just that wear and tear on his body like it's not gonna help him um so it it makes sense that he went it just sucks and it also like i was looking forward to getting bauer so i was also really disappointed by that i was like oh we're in the bauer deal all rough uh, okay we're in the bauer deal we're just we have no connection whatsoever to him. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, I was actually kind of looking forward to, I, I thought he would be an interesting personality um, on the team and, and um, interacting, you know, I, I, I Trevor Bauer interacting with Padre's Twitter would be hilarious, I think. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh. It would be something. <laughs> it would.
2: It would be something to watch, that's for oh, sure. Man. I think the other but, source um, of irritation,
0: too, is we've got this team that's on the rise... And we feel like we're, if maybe this season could be lost, but uh, we think we're going to be legitimate contenders here in the near future. Um, and so I, I don't know about you guys, I can't remember the last time the Padres were on the marquee MLB player side of a, a trade. It's always, we're giving up talent to get prospects back. And I think that, again, contributes to sort of the, the injustice of it all right yeah Padres fans because it's like why why don't we ever get like Machado was a free agent signing right we never get that in trades and it's just I don't know it it adds to the frustration in my opinion
1: yeah
0: yeah it it definitely speaks to uh it definitely seems
2: like Preller I mean he is an excellent talent scout he he loves being number one farm system but I just uh I think I mentioned this in our uh, chat like pretty fresh after the trade happened it it kind of, and John, you have it here in the show notes. Like, how do we feel this affects twenty twenty? I think that's my biggest worry. Is it just kind of feels like it? You're trading someone that could be a defensive liability, which I get, and you're trading it for a prospect that, in theory, fits on this team in a way that we need. We need a left-handed bat, and if he does slot to left field, that kind of solves an issue. Myers, I guess we'll worry about that later. <laughs> but uh, it it feels a little bit like moving the goalposts again and it's like oh well 2019 yeah maybe it's a wild card but 2020 is the real goal and then we move this and it's like is Tremel going to be up in 2020 it feels like a maybe at best so then it's like okay well what is it now is 2020 now the wild card and then, oh but 2021 that's the real year it and i know they're not going to give any kind of answer they're going to say oh yeah we expect to be competitive right now it's like okay well that's a that's word salad sure. that's nothing <laughs> So it that is my biggest worry is, I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on the off season. They need to make a move that definitively says we are competing in 2020. And if they kind of stand pat and just be like, oh well, we're we're gonna roll with what we got, that kind of, I don't know. i I don't like that, you know, I mean, and they can rectify that by making some aggressive promotions. During spring training of next year, like maybe you bring up a couple highly tatted arms that we're all very excited for. And that kind of says, no, we're ready. We're going for it. And you go for it with your young talent. That I get. But it does feel like, you're right, Joel. We need like a, oh, man, we're getting We're bringing it. Strasburg. We're ready. We're going for it. Like we are. We are. We're getting the arm. We're getting the bat. We're really going for it. We have not done that yet, and it kind of feels like, will we do that? I, obviously, I don't think it should be done this year. None, I don't think any of us think that should be done. Bauer is someone who you control through next year and look at 2020 as a competitive year. So uh, it just feels like a big gamble, this trade. It feels like a big gamble of uh, Tremel paying off, and if not, it is going to be a really big bruise that is gonna have to wear and everybody's gonna criticize him for it I think because you not only trade a good piece but a true fan favorite and that's always hard uh optics wise
1: yeah yeah and that was kind of what we talked about a little bit too is like if yeah if they do you know if they do kind of what we were talking about last episode is yeah if Fran Mill is the one getting traded like they will get shit for it and they 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 kind of have um I think it's good that our GM is is basically, like, his whole thing is just being a scout, kind of. Like, he's just... Yeah. So I want that guy trading for the prospects and evaluating, you know, being like, all right, well, I think this guy has, you know, what it takes to, to succeed. And so in that sense, I trust him a little more than maybe other GMs. But, but I agree, it's... Um, early returns so far haven't been super encouraging and... Yeah, it it definitely does push things back. I mean, if Naylor can be can be roughly, you know, the same production that that Fran Mill was, then that softens the blow at least um, production-wise. But is there do you guys is there like a single move that you that you guys think they could make this offseason that would signify like they're going for it in tw- maybe not like World Series going for it in 2020, but like we're starting that 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 long postseason you know multiple year postseason run in 2020 is there a single move that i'm
0: struggling i I mean yeah
2: i would love to see them make a competitive go for garrett cole i don't think he's coming here i think he's gonna command a yacht full of money but i would Mm -hmm. like to be i want to see a serious push i want to see a consideration because that that's a true ace and mm-hmm. I mean, in light of the, we don't we don't really need to delve into it on this episode because it's still very uh, precautionary, and we just don't know yet. But in spite of Richards having some shoulder, we don't we don't know yet. It's yeah. I know we kind of all talk about like, oh man, if he comes in next year, like that could be true ace, or oh if Gore comes up, that could be true ace, or oh if Paddock uh, really cements that third pitch, that'll be true ace. But Cole is an ace. He already mm-hmm. is a true ace. And he is worth, I think, every penny of what he's going to get. But uh, I don't know if we can afford him. I think it's probably unlikely. But I would like to at least see us be in the circle. I want to be at the table at least. And if not, maybe another arm that uh, off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure of all the free agency arms coming uh, onto the market this year. Obviously, Cole is the highlight. But uh, something like that, I I think you you can never have too much pitching i really do believe that i mean they're just one pitch away from blowing an arm out and then you you could be down a paddock you could be down a lament you could be down any of them and i think you have to be able to reinforce your rotation when you have injuries like that so and i think all these kids are not going to stick some of them i mean i think some of them are shaky already so to have someone that is a bona fide top of the rotation number one basically on any team that's not only hugely valuable, but says to me like they actually want playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think like the one, I'm still gonna be on the they should trade for Strasburg hype train for until something happens, just because I I want it to happen. Um, <laughs> Will it into I, existence? Right? Yeah. Like like thank you Oprah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I do think a trade, because I don't know if they'll sign another big free agent but I do think a trade um, for, like, a top-tier starting pitcher. So for, like, a Scherzer or, you know, I would Whoa. say Strasburg maybe isn't top-tier, but he's, like, that tier right below. Mm-hmm. Um, so just somewhere in there or, uh, gosh, they, they probably won't get rid of him, but... I can't remember how long is Degrom's contract. Um, yeah, he just got an
2: extension. So. Yeah, he did.
1: Oh, he oh he literally just signed an extension this year. I forgot. Yeah, okay. I don't. know That's how many years right. The extension is I mean, for, the Mets but, are dumb, but I don't know if they're that dumb. To decide to trade Degrom a year after extending. No, him. the Met, you never Mets. Met's are
2: dumb. Mets are dumb in a frustrating way where it's like they want two Tatises for center guard. <laughs> like, <"You>, no, <laughs> no. And I can't wait That's to be fair. tied to center guard all through the winter again. Yeah. It's been like that's it's going to happen. It's going to be so
1: it, it, shit yeah.
2: or get off the pot, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Either either do it or put them on a block list. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of the tease.
1: Yeah. This is not the Tony's tease we want. No, it is not. It is Tony's torment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what we want. It's terrible.
0: Terrible Tony's torment. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I had, agree with you guys. Oh, yeah. There's no I can't see another move to make, right? You, in, in terms of, I, I guess, outside of second base right now, because Arias isn't stepping up to snatch that role. Uh, everything else is sort of materializing in what we think is going to play out, right? So um, there's, I guess there's still a little bit of un, uh, uncertainty in center, but Margo is, is making his case, right? He's been uh, red mm-hmm. hot lately. Uh, shortstop and third base are obviously locked down. If Hosmer can play... <laughs> And shake that uh, every other year <laughs> pattern that he's been uh, very yeah. carefully uh, uh, manicuring over his career. <laughs> uh, then first base looks pretty solid. Um, I guess, yeah, it's either catcher or pitcher. And we've got uh, and, uh, like a thought experiment of a catcher in Austin Hedges who's a phenomenal, like the greatest defender in all of baseball right now, uh, but cannot hit to save his life. And then we've got no. uh, Francisco Mejia, who doesn't seem to be able to manage the game very well. We're seeing frustration from guys like Kirby Yates um, when he blew that save. I forgot the team it was against. Dodgers. Of course, it was the Dodgers. Um, yeah. <laughs> but frustration with his communications between you know the battery. Um, but he's got that offensive upside. So. Uh, I don't really see necessarily a move a catcher, especially not being the move that signifies that we're going to make the push and we're going to go for it. Uh, it yeah. You're making a marquee move, like getting a, like you guys were saying, a, a bona fide ace that we know is an ace, and not like oh he's got the upside or the potential to be an ace in a couple of years. That that has to be the move that's going to signal something like that <clears throat> being real. Yeah,
2: I mean, Astros have two legitimate aces and a a plus in Granke. That's that's just crazy. That's a nasty one, two, three, that that's like a, that's not just a, we want playoffs. That's like a, we want the trophy again. We we're coming back. It's a legitimate move that says you want to be on the top. So obviously I don't expect the Padres to get three of those, but like to get one would be like, okay, cool. We're going for it.
0: I mean, is that what it's going to take from now on is you got to (laughs) have your rotation needs to be three aces and then (sighs) two number two guys (laughs) over your five. I, I hope not. We're (laughs) right. I hope not.
1: We Better
2: get real lucky with our prospects (laughs) if that's the case.
1: That's why, yeah. AJ's just like, no, we need like twenty-seven of our top (laughs) thirty pitching prospects. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, guys, sorry, (laughs) one out of six flame out. Wave of the future. Five out of six flame out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Yeah, we. I don't know. We'll see. I think even with this team, um. Like, this team next year, I think, is competing for a wild card, like, as is constituted. Um, so I think it's just a matter of, are we just happy to be in that play-in game, or are we expecting to win, like, the NLDS or something? So I feel like that'll be maybe the the difference there, like, on moves we make or don't make. In summation. I mean, <laughs> I, I would be happy with wild card, but it
2: also really scares me, because man, this team is streaky. And that is like the definition of, are you streaking good or are you streaking bad right now? Because you get one shot. Yeah. <laughs> so that would make me nervous. And again, with, I mean, you have Paddock, throw your wild card game, right? Right? Like Unless yeah, well, we trade for someone. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Like if you yeah. have a, you have a true number one, it's like, oh, well get out there. Unless they're on like a day's rest or something. Yeah. But. And he'd be so uh, fucking hyped
1: for that too. Yeah. Like yeah, he would like just be that, so locked off oh, <laughs> Yes, he would be. <laughs> he'd be like hulked up out there. Oh my god! Like just that homicidal face that he gets sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's great. Terrifying, uh, but the best. Yeah. Yeah. Intensity. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like we. Uh, any Any other thoughts on competing in twenty twenty? I I hope we are. <laughs>
2: my final thought
0: <laughs> uh it's all so dependent on you know what's what's happening lately you know i, I feel yeah. like it's gonna be we're gonna I, I feel like we could plot along like this for another year maybe two um as we continue to wait and see on the on the farm continue to come up right because uh, we're we're clearly not ready to make that one leap type move at least not this year to to signify that we're gonna go all in so i think it's it's just going to be. Uh, we'll, we'll see at the All Star break. You know, we'll see if we're buyers or sellers at the deadline again next year, which is frustrating, right? Because that's that's what it was last year. That's what it was this year. We're seeing that sort of marginal improvement thing, and we want to see a transformation. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not as optimistic about 2020 for sure. Oh,
1: well, I hope they. Uh, I hope they surprise you, Joel. <laughs> as you <do Aaron>. laugh. Um. So this is uh, sorry. On the next item, we were actually gonna do um a little segment that we haven't done in probably like a year. Uh, <laughs> but I was actually I I can't remember which other Padres podcasts I was looking at. Um. But I think they have a similarly not similarly the exact same name segment, which is uh, the down on the farm segment, where we so look at the minor leagues. You know it might be the the other way around, but I'm gonna say that that, no, that, that they copied no. us. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty
2: sure that garbage podcast you're thinking of has copied us. And we will pursue litigation in an immediate and effective manner.
1: Oh my gosh. So yeah, I didn't even I didn't know. I, I'm trying to remember if it was the, if it was Mad Friars or if it was um was uh, East East Village Times. East Valley yeah. Times? UBT. Village. East Village Times, that's right. Um I, I think one of them has a down on the farm segment, so uh, I guess now we both have it. But I don't know if they have uh, dope intro music like we do. Ooh. Oh, I that. forgot about that. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna drop oh, it right here. I can't here. wait for that to be
2: dropped in. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: So two of our favorite minor league arms, two of our best minor league arms, uh, Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino, within a, why don't I say like a week of each other, were both promoted to uh, to Double A. Um, they were both in High A ball at Lake Elsinore, playing for the Storm. Uh, now they are in Amarillo, playing for those amazing Sod Poodles. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll go through their lines real quick, and and uh, and and and, uh, and then we'll ask a couple of questions. But uh, so they were both dominating uh, high A ball. Uh, both were selected to the uh, that league's um, All Star game. Um, so Gore in Double A, seventy nine in the third innings, he had hundred and ten strikeouts uh, and a .71 WHIP. Um, Luis Patino in Double A, excuse me, in in High A. Uh, 87 innings, 113 strikeouts, a uh, 1.092 whip, and uh, I forgot to get this for Gore, but a um, 3.32 K to walk rate. Um, And just for reference, uh, because we did have a young pitcher who was also recently in high A ball, uh, who was dominating high A ball last season, which was uh, Mr. Christopher the Sheriff Paddock. Uh, he in fifty-two and a third innings last year, eighty-three strikeouts. Jesus Christ, that's just insane. <laughs> um, and a .898 WHIP. But my favorite stat of all is that twenty point seven five strikeout to walk rate because he yeah, had eighty-three insane. Ks, four walks. Just stupid, insane. Um, that's video game. Yeah, but but so so I mean, insane strikeout numbers, insane strikeout to walk. But I will say, Mackenzie Gore had a lower WHIP. Um, then Paddock, which I mean is just like that's just a testament to like how good Gore has been as well. Um, this season in in high A ball, so um, so they are both up there. Gore actually, as of yesterday, was shut down a little bit for just workload. Um, they're just limiting his workload a little bit. He's not hurt, um, but they just want to make sure that he doesn't exceed his, his innings limit. Um, but uh, first off. When do you guys uh, when do you guys think that, that we might see them in a Padres uniform?
0: Boy, I'll, I'll go first. I think I'll have to use the, oh, uh, the, the pragmatic, boring answer here. I think they're going to show up next spring. They're going to get invited <laughs> to spring training. Um, the over-exuberant Homer in me wants to say, let's bring them up in September call-ups and see what they can do. But <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's, that's probably the least. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> I think they get the spring invite. We see what they can yeah. do. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm looking at Gore's profile. He's got four pitches, three of them that look like they are, uh, their present value could be passable in the major leagues right now. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. think it's too far-fetched to say that he might not be able to um, maybe not be successful but be, uh, what's the word, passable, um, proficient in at the major league level. But, yeah, I, I think most likely he's coming up in the spring uh, of 2020.
2: I agree with Joel. I think we're going to see them both in spring. I think uh, it. I mean, anything anything happens from there. Uh, I don't think we see either of them in September of this year. God, that would be so awesome. That would be <laughs> incredible. But uh, I think yeah, we're going to have to wait till uh, spring training next year to get our first uh, look, and then obviously it uh, plays out from there. But uh, Johnny, when do you think?
1: Mm. I think, yeah, I do think they both get invited to spring training. Uh, I hope to God one or I don't know if either will be in the Arizona Fall League, but boy, if they are, maybe I'll go to one of those games finally. Um, I think they're both on the spring training roster. I think that my prediction is that Patino makes the team out of spring training and Gore is in trouble ripple or double a probably double a that's that's an
0: interesting take because i know uh gore's obviously the hype machine he's been hyped ever since he was you know before he was drafted uh and or prior to that even but with patino he was a bit more of a surprise right he kind of uh -hmm. electrified uh the, the single a ranks and made a name for himself and now we're all we're talking about them at the same level right but yeah for you to think patino would actually be the first to make it that's it's a hot take my friend yeah it is a hot take. Um,
1: <laughs> so, I have a, like, uh, p- part of the reason is I think that because Gore was the um, number, what, three pick overall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have more investment in him, and I think they're going to move him along a little slower. I see. Um, whereas Patino, they, uh, it, yeah, I, I think just because it wasn't as high of an investment, and, I have a um, less fun, more uh, political reason, not like political like politics, but like I do feel like uh, ever since that uh, ever since Major League Baseball has um, ventured into Latin America that they seem much more comfortable pushing along Latin players who they've invested $300,000 dollars into and blowing out their arms and much less interested mm. in blowing out the arms of a second or first round pick um, from oh, some wow. high school in North Carolina. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Huh.
2: That yeah. is a spicy take. Yeah. Like, I I immediately had to start running through examples in my head, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> there. Yeah. There might there might be some precedent. Yeah. For that. So I, I I think i mean, um, looking at
1: Munoz, morahone yeah. <laughs> Baez. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's not just us either. Like I think it's like a baseball wide yeah, thing. Like they're in. Va- it's it is really good that um, players coming from, like, places where they may not have gotten that same opportunity or their families might have not gotten that same opportunity um, is really great, but obviously, as some teams have already shown us with certain lawsuits and things that are going on, like, let's not act like there isn't some super shady shit going on in the Dominican Republic and all these different other places because there's less oversight and regulation. Oh, yeah. I
2: mean, you only (laughs) need to look to the Acuna and all these contracts to, I mean, see it at the major league level. That was... It, yeah. absolute bullshit. Yeah, totally. But now they have two really good players on like absurd deals. So yeah. uh, it it is a hot take, but one that I am kind of here for.
1: I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the counterpoint is that Paddock got called up before any of those examples. That's
1: yes. a good point.
0: That's a good point. That is a good, a good counter. That's just- the only one I came up with. So, <laughs> <laughs> Paddock, Paddock
1: went to Ron Fowler and was like, "I might kill you if you don't, <laughs> if you don't put me on the opening day roster." Ron's like, "All right, fine." <laughs> uh, no, nah, that's fair. That's fair, and I, and I don't think it's it's like a um, like all you know isms. It's not always uh, everyone actively and consciously perpetrating it i think
0: sometimes it just course, uh, yeah. it
1: just kind of kind of happens. it is a very
0: compelling uh, argument you make there thank you thank you compelling uh, and on a on a much more <laughs> on,
1: a, on a much more uh, uh brighter i guess back on the topic uh when do we want them to arrive i think uh was it Tony? Did you were you saying it at September oh, or that was it me. Joel yeah. I was saying September? I got, a little, I got a little excited. <laughs> so um, so Joel, September call-ups I think, would be your when do you want them to run? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much September. Why the hell not? Right? Like especially if we're if we're locked out of the playoff picture. I I guess you don't want to shatter their confidence. That's that's the main obvious downside is if they get shelled right out of yeah. the gate, that could be Fair disastrous. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I still want to see. I'm just excited. I I don't want to wait until Christmas to open the presents. You know, I want it now. I want them months early. (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh. My mom would do that. Like, straight up, there was one year where she's like, I got you this (laughs) present, but I really want you to open it. And I'm like, Mom, it's November. (laughs) And she's like, I know, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it was, like, reverse psychology. She, if she was, like, if she comes out super oh. strong, like, really, open it now. Okay. No, I'll wait. Open it now.
1: I'll be like, uh, what are you trying to... Oh, I'll be good. I'll She's wait. like, that was your one present. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, Man, I don't know when I want them to arrive. I mean, I would love to see them pitching next season, but, like, I would love it if we don't need them here until, like... Next September. Um, mm. So, in a way, I almost don't want them until next September because, like, let's see what Morahone and Baez and, like, a full season of Paddock and Eric Lauer not facing the Rockies. Um, and there was another name. Oh, yeah, of course, my boy Cal Quantrill. I mean, that's like a starting five right there. Um, so, ideally, we don't see them until next September. Um, but I want to see them, like, tomorrow. Yeah, but, yeah, but in a way, I almost don't want them until next September. So I'm torn, as per usual. I'm such a
0: Gemini, you guys. <laughs> oh my god! God As a Leo, um, I'm offended. We're not talking about me. Yeah, of course.
1: Same. Yeah, it, it's Leo time. Get, oh my god! In the corner, Johnny. Um, so it's you Leo guys, season. You guys and Ari are all Leos. That's mm. great. I got a lot of Leos in my life. You and did. my sister it. is as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: it, it's tough. It's a tricky question because like when when do you want well I want it right now, of course. But I think for me the ideal like looking at it like in a real logistic way when I want them to arrive is July of next year. And the idea in my head is that uh there are no significant injuries you have Uh, people like Paddock and Lamette who are being taken off of their innings limit and just let loose and can you imagine if you had like I mean Lowry and Lucchese I think they are okay but then you have Lamette, Paddock, Quantrill and you say that's your five not even taking Richards into play and then you have bring up Mackenzie Gore and Patino as like openers for them how filthy would that be? Imagine having <laughs> to run into that buzzsaw, like gore opening for padding. What oh, the f- that is criminal. And my ideal scenario is that they are looking good in July for a playoff spot, and those arms serve as reinforcements. They are not brought up to immediately shine and start and have to prove themselves right away. then kind of be eased in, still get some major league experience, and still compete in a way that is meaningful. Because I kind of yeah. don't want them to come up as like a – well, we're losers now, so we'll bring up the young kids. Like, like, and again, uh, like Joel said, I don't want them to get shelled and just be like, oh my God, I suck. I'm, and then they have to go into the offseason with that on their shoulders. I would kind of like if they come up in July and like they struggle immediately, it's okay. You still have a lot of the year to work out those kinks and kind of uh, <clears> redefine <throat> your success for yourself. So I hope next July. Obviously, the answer is like I, oh, tomorrow. They both play. <laughs> they they split the game tomorrow. Yeah. Like one goes four and the other goes five. Like That would be great, but... Uh, I'm going to say July, but I hope they come in spring training and really tear it up and it's like an agonizing, like, no, they need just a little more time. And we're just like, oh, please, brother, please. And we're begging and then we kind of get them in July. That's my
0: hopeful scenario. I kind of like the idea yeah. of them as just like a package deal, like a tandem where they <laughs> always still <laughs> the same start.
2: <laughs> that would be <laughs> great. That would yeah. be incredible. That would that be would really be awesome. cool, Especially because they're buddies, like they, they're actual friends. Yeah.
1: ah. That would be a great story. I can it. see the thirty for thirty right now. <laughs> yeah, I can see it now. They've even got. Um, Patino has a pretty high leg kick as well, so they've kind of got mm-hmm. a little bit similar, um, a little bit similar deliveries, which I love too. So they're almost like mirror yeah. images. <laughs> um, they're gonna be so fun. I can't. I it's gonna wait. be. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, do you mind if we roll through number three pretty quickly? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: I guess I just kind of wanted to. Uh get a quick, and it can be really quick. like what do, what do we expect for the team moving forward? Like, I think this year is kind of mm, not done, but a little bit, you know, like w- we're kind of out of it. So to me, it, it, your season can be uh, various different things. It can be player development, it can be this absurd push for a wild card spot. It can be uh, protection of young players. I mean, I think we're about to see Paddock maybe shut down for the year. I think he's probably got like 30 more innings. And depending on how those starts go, that could be five. That could be like three. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But uh, kind of what do we expect for the team? And I guess I'll just start kind of giving a, a little bit of a maybe tee it up for you guys. I just want hashtag let the kids play. All the youngins. Kinsler, you rot on the bench for the rest of your life. (laughs) You are not playing another game for the Padres this year. You are sitting, and that is it. I want Mejia. I want Naylor. I want Quantrill. I want Urias. Like All those guys get all the playing time, and I think it only helps the team figure out what their options are going into next year, especially with Naylor, because he is in a, I, I think like, he's probably going to be our second baseman, unless they make a crazy move. Uh, Mejia, I think we have a catching tandem that we're going to roll with. Uh, Quantrill, I think he is pitched well enough to keep himself in the rotation. Uh, th- those are pretty definite for me. Naylor is like a, well, can we play you in left field? Like, we, we got to see. We got to see how bad those flubs are going to be. If they're Reyes level, then it's like, well, here we go again. But... He he's kind of like deceptively fast in a way. Like I saw him running down the line on an infield uh, hit the other day. And I was like, "You're not terribly slow. Yeah, you're you're kind of moving a little bit." So I just want to see all the young kids play as often as possible and see what we have. I would uh, lump Lamet in there as well. And I think because of how late he came into the year, even with an innings limit coming off of. uh Tommy John, I think he will get through the end of the year, but I want to see what those guys have and be able to use that data to kind of forecast where we see them in the 2020 team, which is our true uh, competing team, or so we hope. So that's what I expect for the team. And Andy Green, you better show me some fire because I am sick of the (laughs) malaise. I just... I just... Like give me one Andy Green personality trait or one factoid Tell me something about Andy Green that I don't know mm. because I don't know anything about the dude. nothing. He has daughters, and the only reason I know that is because he complained about being ejected once saying it was taking out of his uh children's college fund. and I was like, I think you're fucking fine <laughs> dude. I think you have enough money. so andy oh, green you are man. you are on the hot seat in my in my eyes. It really might be. Prove me wrong.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Um, gosh, I'm not actually, I'm, I'm still thinking, do you, do you, uh, do you have an idea, Joel, of what you expect?
2: I mean, Johnny, we we know you expect Quantrill to be the ace. You heard <laughs> yeah. us talking about Garrett yeah. Cole earlier, and you That's were biting true. your tongue. You just wanted to say he's already here. His I
1: <laughs> I mean, Cal Quantrill. He's been on Pitching Ninja now a few times. Uh, uh, he's apparently got uh, it was it was a nice gif of his slider and his two seamer, um, mm-hmm. just starting off the same plane for quite a while, and then just dipping out um, just opposite directions. So it. And, I mean, he did – he pitched another, uh, what, seven shutout innings last night. Seven, um, seven scoreless with five oof, Ks. Man, he is looking good. He is looking good. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, all the pitches are moving all over the place. Uh, so, yeah, I expect him to, to lead the rotation next season. He's he's only – you know what? So my preseason prediction was that uh, – my bold prediction was that he would lead the team in wins. He is only two behind Chris Paddock, who is leading the team right now. Oh my god, that would be so (laughs) cool, boy, cool boy. Paddock gets shut down. Quantrill leads the team in September to four wins and finishes with like nine to Paddock's eight. Oh baby,
2: (laughs) (laughs) so never hear the end. (laughs) We'll see. I (laughs) hope. I hope is revenge for your brutal. Sponsored by the number three earlier that Quantrill has a terrible outing and I can work some crooked number into our sponsorship of a future episode. Sponsored by number nine, the amount of runs that Cal gave up in two innings pitch
0: last night. <laughs> like
1: no, <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of um the uh, the L, I-, I know I said we were gonna go through this damn it, and I'm get- and I'm the one getting us off topic, but it was real funny. <laughs> And I thought you would enjoy it. Uh, yesterday, the uh, El Paso uh, Chihuahuas, our Triple A team, they won in a I think it was a, either a game-winning or walk-off grand slam, 15 to 12. Um, Brian Mitchell started that game for oh them. Oh God,
0: he's still I didn't round. know that. Yeah, this is a surprise to <laughs> the me. The missile
1: remains. Ah, hang on, I got it. I just have to get up this pitching line because I mean. It's you know as as much as some things change, some other things stay the same. Or you have to admire. the here, get to his stats, do game logs. Yes. Oh, I, I decree not, that we have want to want do the minors, not the majors. <laughs> but anyways, it was something like nine earned runs in two innings with like four walks and six hits or something like that. I was like, Oh, Brian, you're back, buddy. Getting better. You're back. <laughs> Yeah, September so. call-up, boys. Yeah. You wanna talk about September call-ups? Oh my gosh, yeah, it was it was rough. Oh here it is. Okay. Um Round Rock. Oh I'm sorry, five innings. My mistake. Oh. Ten hits, five walks, oh. nine earned runs, oh. no strikeouts.
2: Oh my god. He didn't even dumb luck his way into one.
1: <laughs> no strikeouts. Um Yeah. I mean it's just yeah. Uh, this season in Triple A, twelve point one six ERA, uh, fifty six hits in thirty point one innings pitched. Uh, yeah, twenty three walks that- in thirty point one innings pitched. Opposing hitters are hitting three ninety four off of him. He's got a two sixty oh. whip. Don't even, uh, even be proud. <laughs> just like I mean, and granted, yes, Triple A, yes, El Paso, uh, yes, the baseball's juiced. Um, but still, but still, but, but, but I think still, that,
2: but still, that yeah. is. I yeah, know, we, we are shitting on him, so. but all I'm saying is September's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. So so yeah, that's my, yeah, uh, my my ex- expectation for the team is that uh, Cal Quantrill leads us to a wild card berth. How about you, Joel?
0: Oh, also, man. I love your hat. Thank you. Uh, yeah, wearing my pin <laughs> pinstripe putters hat and I flipped it around backwards. <coughs> Uh, you know, a little rally cap feel. let lets me know you're ready. <laughs> um, my expectation for the team for the remainder of this season, I think Tony covered it. Um, So I'm going to just kind of go off the wall here and say that I expect, quote-unquote, uh, that we give Cos- uh, Cosmikita another chance.
1: Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Yeah,
0: there we go. <laughs> the
1: elevator? We need yep. him back,
0: man. We need him back.
1: Ground floor? At least a
0: couple of times. Right?
1: God, I... I forgot about him. Honestly, I don't, honestly, he's I don't double know. If we, a.
0: He is still on double A. Okay, I wasn't sure he's if we in still double have him a, yeah. somewhere. So yep. kind of taking I a see risk. see him every but.
1: once in a while when I'm watching MILB TV or whatever they call it. Um, every once in a while he comes through.
0: But in terms of more uh, long-term goals, I think we need left-handed pitchers at some point. Um, it's one of the things where I honestly feel a little bit bad for Andy Green is when he's looking around. Um, you know, it was uh, what was it? Freddie Freeman playing against the Braves, and we're we put we're putting in right-handed relievers because that's literally all we had available. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. like, what, what do you do? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's uh, and it could. <clears throat> uh, circling back to the discussion we had about what do we think is a signifier that we're actually going to go for it and then try to make a run at uh, the postseason when we actually start having lefties in the bullpen uh, to try to play that situational game. Uh, to make sure we're winning games on a day-to-day basis rather than looking like, well, let's hope for the best. Uh, We're still developing, right? I think that's another clear signal we might see. But anyway, those are my expectations short and long term for the team. Went a little crazy because I think Tony covered it so comprehensively, so I thought I'd throw in a little bit of fun.
2: That's a good point, though. I did not... uh, That's a great point about the left-handed relievers, because now Strom's back there, and of course we were all waiting with... Anticipation at Castillo, and he was taken out with a, a little bit of an injury scare. Apparently, it's a finger strain. The middle finger is what they're tra- calling it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, that sounds like a. Mm, okay. Well. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything yet, but we we will remember this if mm-hmm. something pops up in the future. The the finger strain. Yeah. Are we but, saying
0: that Jose Castillo is a is a nose picker? Is that what happened? <laughs> is that what you're I mean, insinuating, Tony?
1: We will see. The initials, the the initials for a nearby uh, city in Mexico come to mind. When I hear oh, finger oh injuries, no. unfortunately. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, he has missed five months with an injury and then to come back out and then immediately be to, looking at his hand and kind of flexing his fingers, which is always just, like, the worst thing to see a pitcher do. It's even worse than when they're just, like, immediately, like, take me out is when they're just like uh-oh my my hand isn't working you're <laughs> just like don't like that no nope. i don't like seeing that on the tv <laughs> no nope. and to hear yeah, it's okay. like oh no it's just a finger strain it's like, really because he was moving all of his fingers <laughs> which one of them strained is he confused
0: i don't that whole thing just it's makes me perfect, feel like, easy, like on the so. spot try to come up with a cover <laughs>
1: uh yeah finger strain strain, yeah. strain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he strained exactly. it that's all you
2: saw it he was looking at his <laughs> fingers they're strained <laughs> Yeah, so but okay. they've definitively said it's not an elbow injury, so they are on let's record see. saying it's not his elbow. So are they gonna fucking lie to us? Are you <laughs> lying to me, Andy Green?
1: Fuck <laughs> Andy, Andy, you lying to me?
2: We will see. Uh, uh, I I actually like uh I like that Joel. That is a great point. We really are uh, kind of strapped there, and and not just in like oh we've got left handed arms, but like yeah, do we have a good one though? Like yeah, let's have a really good yeah. one.
1: so that was quick right if uh no that was good that was great no the only reason it was long was because of me the person who said it should be quick so that's okay (laughs) um but now we can roll into uh into our favorite uh part of the show or at least i don't know my favorite part i don't want to talk for everybody here but uh it's time for fatherly advice uh where we'll enrich your lives and um offer some some bits of knowledge uh I'll start off, actually. Uh, mm. My fatherly advice, I didn't even write it in yet. So, there's a young man on our team. Uh, his name is Fernando Tatis Jr. And it seems to me that recently people have been throwing it a little closer to his body than they, than they need to be. A bit unnecessarily. Um, so my fatherly advice is for all of, uh, all of the, the players on the Padres, is the next time that someone throws at Fernando Tatis's head, I'd love for everyone to just run out of the dugout and just kick the shit out of whoever's <laughs> pitching. Yes, yes. Just I kick his just fucking ass yes. and beat him so badly that no one throws at Fernando Tatis Jr. again because I'm getting yes. sick of it. The fans are sick of it. Mark Grant is sick of it. He's saying about as much as oh. he can say short he short is, of Fernando Tatis needs to knock that motherfucker out.
2: He is biting through his. Oh
1: tongue. God, then, Mud Mudcat, Dom you're doing great, time, buddy.
2: Don was like, hmm, huh? Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. All he said. And then they tell. and then they threw at Matrado like two two you know two batters later. I it mean we, yep. I get it, you know, and and, and it's kind of our uh, it, it's it's kind of our maybe how people think that we are just because we're from san diego or they represent san diego that we're just gonna be like oh it's no big deal bro but at a certain point bro it's gonna be a big fucking deal when we're stomping on your neck so you know (laughs) (laughs) that's how i I feel 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 at this point i
2: feel the frustration johnny i was just arguing with a buddy about this and he was arguing with it well nobody should do it and i was like yeah but they're doing it to us yeah that's the thing yeah like I mean, there was, uh, during the last Dodgers home, st- uh, no, we were on the road, playing the Dodgers, it, someone tweeted out that Tatis had been on the ground from a pitch up and in five times in the last seven games. Yeah. That's,
1: that's bullshit, man. Yeah. You gotta, you have to protect And it's not like he crowds the plate. They're just like, you're good, no, and it, I'm angry about that. I'm gonna throw at you. Like, what, what kind yeah. of bullshit is that?
2: I, I... I am with you, and I know it's like, oh, well, the un, the unspoken rule of baseball. We okay, need to get rid of those. Yeah, but I'm I'm just pissed about it. Okay, and I know that's not the most rational thing, but I'm pissed about it, and I want to see something done. I
1: agree. Yeah,
0: I think we uh, so let see um, a moon <laughs> Maybe say. we don't we need to, to stomp on a neck, but
1: you know, maybe just throw a baseball at someone else's head, hit him in the butt. Come yeah, on, that's a nice fact. Hit him right in the ballsack
0: someone with an open stance just get it right in there chris paddock can do it yeah and so i'm i'm one of the more uh i guess outspoken is not the right word but i'm definitely a proponent of the unwritten rules are kind of bullshit and i don't i don't agree Mm -hmm. with them uh, philosophically (laughs) but at the same time when you're getting chin music that many times uh, to your star player who's i mean obviously a star player
2: uh, for
0: like what johnny was saying oh yeah you're doing well Uh, fuck you i'm gonna throw at you like that's just that's bush league shit and it needs to be addressed yes uh you uh, i mean should things be changing in the landscape of baseball of course but that's again that's not the time it's too short term something needs to be done you're you're living in that context where people are going to you know adhere to these unwritten rules and start throwing at people so you have to yes. respond in kind or you're going to keep getting pushed around um so yeah i agree um uh, on I like Tony's approach. You know, just hit they hit their guy in the butt. You know, if you don't need to yep. escalate uh, and throw at other guys' heads. That's just it's that, dangerous and irresponsible, and you get somebody hurt or killed. Um, but that's true. I kind of like the idea of like an NHL style enforcer. I'm thinking Naylor. <laughs> yeah. Bob, oh yeah, Naylor. <laughs> <Nailer.
1: laughs> Dude, he looks like he could have like the crazy eyes. Like if he oh, wanted yeah.
0: to, like you get a oh, yeah. He he looks like he could Hulk out a little that's, bit. That's... And, like I'd be like, oh shit. That's a kind of why I, I still have a soft spot in my heart for Carlos Quentin. I mean, the guy was, <laughs> 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 yeah. the guy was pretty dumb, um, but damn, like I think a sense of timing was really the only problem. But I love that he was willing to just throw down and like push <laughs> older into Zach Grinky, poor guy. But that's yeah, that's what I want to see. Less oh we we'll forget yeah.
2: that we still have Perdomo on the team, who literally threw his glove at Arenado coming at yeah. him. Yeah. Uh. We, we got a guy on the team who, there who we willing go. to throw down. That's right.
1: I like it. So, so yeah, fatherly advice is uh, uh, next time that happens, don't let it happen again. Uh, <laughs> Tony, what is address, your <laughs> Address to
2: Andy Green and Ron Fowler. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah ron leave an upper decker and someone some so some rich guy's toilet <laughs> next time you're there if he's like the owner of that team be like you throw a tatis again like this is <laughs> what I'll, I'll do worse yeah yeah
0: so uh, uh i mean tatis could charge the amount himself too i mean he'd get there and like no 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 100 i
1: i fully support <laughs> that as well um, He'd like punch them and then matrix them away before they even knew they were. Yeah, hit. what just happened? <laughs> punch him and He's then run to third the somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like he made it home to third on a hit on a hit. <laughs> getting hit. <laughs> um. Oh god, that'd be great. All right, uh, Tony. What is your uh, your fatherly advice for this week? Uh, I love your fatherly advice, Johnny.
2: Thanks. It, very timely. Was literally just having the conversation with a buddy, and I, I am definitely on your side. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) just typed in kick their ass. that's my fatherly advice (laughs) all caps Uh, my fatherly advice is uh, kind of running in line with uh, we recommend games on the show kind of fairly often so mine is going to be a video game reference we're all all players of various uh, various varieties here Uh, I have a new game for the Nintendo Switch. It is for a franchise that I love very much. It is very nerdy. It is a strategy game, but it is the new Fire Emblem game. It's called Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, It's kind of a game that is built off of a uh, tile system like chess, Hmm. but it's like a medieval-ish army type thing, so you're moving your various units across a tiled board to take out your opponent's units. And there are different weapons and different classes that do better against certain weapons of the opponent and certain classes of the it opponent. sounds a little bit like and Stratego,
0: too. Okay. A little bit, yeah.
2: It's, it's definitely a uh, strategy game that has a, uh, uh, a kind of medieval Game of Thronesy type flair where you have different houses and there's a million names and they're all very complex and not easy to remember. But uh, it is Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Nintendo Switch. It is only on the Nintendo Switch. But uh, it is very good, really fun. Uh, it came out two weeks ago, and I have been putting some pretty regular playtime into it. It's a good... Uh, it also kind of makes you feel a little bit better because it is a thinking game, and I always kind of like that, where it's a uh, perhaps a puzzle game or something that requires you to put a little more mental effort into it. It kind of makes me feel a little bit better about just sitting on the couch for a couple hours. So Fire Emblem Three Houses is my fatherly advice. So we I like it. It's almost
0: fun. All right, so I have some actual fatherly advice as a father or other mm-hmm. fathers. Yeah, mm, um, I'll take it. as a father of two uh, boys. Uh, a lot of times, you want to get them into sports, right? Um, this is something I've read about. Uh, it, it was in the context of golf, but I think it applies to anything, right? So if you want them to practice, or um, yeah, that's the main one. If you want them to practice. Um, it, it, you you want to give them a reward, right? And so uh, I found that uh, even my older son, James, who's um, a little bit more, uh, he's a little tougher to get out there to play with you. Uh, if you offer a reward, so with with us, it's, yeah, let's go up to the golf course, have the ball around for a little bit, and then afterwards we'll go get Slurpees. And they start out super hyped up about the Slurpees, but after a while, um, it just kind of becomes one thing. You know, it's like, oh, let's go golfing and get Slurpees. And they, they end up, you know, Finding enjoyment in, in, in golf, in my example, or um, you know maybe you want your kid to work on grounders a little bit more or something like that. Just like hey man, if you if you uh, cleanly field these next ten grounders in a row, I'll get you a Slurpee or I'll get you an ice cream cone or something like that, right? Um, so yeah, uh, offer offer a, a nice little treat to your kids as a reward for uh, putting in some work in the sport. I think it's something that uh, is is going to serve your kids well in the long run, right? Because I think we all at least for me, uh, I want both my kids to be in a sport and I want both my kids to play an instrument. Um, I think it's something that's really valuable to them. So offer a reward system. That's my fatherly advice. I like it. Yes, yes. Uh, I've seen the show, that's, that's, a, that's another way to put it, bribe children, especially your own. <laughs> it's
1: true. I like it.
0: Um, good advice.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's smart. That's smart. I think I need to use that on on Keegan more. Is uh, give him a little a little carrot and stick. It's there. cool because
0: I mean I love Slurpees too. So it's a fun little shared experience. We just hang out and have Slurpees after and yeah, and that way, no matter how like even if they don't do a great job, right, or they're you know if they're if you get a kid who's really hard on himself, uh, or when I was a kid, I always expected to be instantly amazing at whatever sport I tried. Um, <laughs> it can ease some of that frustration, right? You'd be like, ah, oh, no big deal. We're getting yeah. Slurpees either way, <laughs> so yeah that's definitely a good point to make it
2: seem like hey it doesn't matter if you are good or bad we're still going to do the fun thing
0: after it's just about doing the thing at all exactly that gets you that keeps them engaged yeah maybe not revolutionary fatherly advice but fatherly advice all the same
1: it's still important yeah (laughs) we all need reminders um Well, yeah, that's it for the bulk of the show, basically. We got some good advice, good Padres talk. They're a little down on the farm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you uh, want to contact us, communicate with us, um, give us suggestions or uh, let us know how you feel, uh, some of the best ways to do that are on our Twitter, which is uh, at DadsTalkingDads. Our Gmail is dads, talking dads at gmail.com. Uh, we are on all of the major podcast uh, providers. That's what I'm going to start calling them instead of thingies. So I'm going to go with providers now. Uh, so that's like Spotify and uh, iTunes and all of those other ones. SoundCloud. I'm pretty sure we're on SoundCloud too. Um, I'll have to double check that though. I could be wrong. But uh, but yeah, so, so so we're on all of those Feel free to subscribe, tell your friends, rate and review, smash that like and subscribe. Um, Why do we always have to smash it? That's my question. I don't You just gotta (laughs) jump out and smash it like, oh my god. You have to be aggressive. Yeah. You have to smash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a double like. Nobody wants a
2: a gentle, controlled push of the subscribe. Yes. Yes.
1: Just to click.
2: I want you to break your phone (laughs) when you do it. (laughs) Please.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm subscribed, but I can't listen to any episodes now <laughs> <laughs> nor can I download uh, but but yeah that, that's about it. We will be back probably in uh, a few couple few weeks. we'll see uh, we'll see what's going on um, but uh, but that is it uh, for this episode of Dad's talking Dads. I am Johnny. And I'm Joel. I'm Tony. thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more Padre's talk and as always. Go Padres. There we go. I think I'll use that one. (laughs)